0: Welcome to the Channel for Grace Uncut podcast. This is a deep dive into my life, my stories, my experiences, the things that I love to talk about, the things that inspire me, and my thoughts and observations about the world. This is a podcast where you'll mostly find me sharing myself uncensored, but where you will also meet amazing guests and hear about topics that will inspire you to keep learning to keep searching for your truth and to guide you to be unapologetically you. I am so excited to be back today to talk to you about the magic of Venus and the Venus moon stargates. Venus is one of those planets that has intrigued many, many cultures for thousands of years. When I first heard about the star of Venus and Venus's star points and the phases of Venus, I was determined to understand at a deeper level what this all meant and how it all affects us individually and collectively. Astrology is my passion and diving into the study of Venus has been one of the most beautiful experiences ever. Venus is all about what you truly desire, what we long for, what we yearn for. It is also what we attract. And from a higher perspective and higher esoteric perspective, the planet Venus is about spiritual development. It's about ascension and the divine feminine codes. We can see this from the fact that in many cultures... Venus is not just considered a planet, but actually a star. And you can actually see her with your naked eye, especially when obviously the sun shines its light on her and she's visible either in the morning sky or in the evening sky. Now, Venus in our chart is usually known to help us embody the qualities of beauty and love. But Venus is not just about love as much as it is about what we desire and attract. And I think that many people will have this misconception about her because our culture is so fixated on romantic love and romantic relationships. Most people also are not aware that there is more than one side to Venus. And there is no other culture where we can see this more than the Mayans and their sacred calendar. Venus represents the feminine. And when you uncover what the feminine really is, which is the yin energy of life, the dark feminine, the womb of creation, you realize that there is this darker side to Venus as well. For the Mayans, Venus was the god of love, but also the god of war. And yes, it was a god, not a goddess to them as well. And when Venus was transiting the evening sky, she was considered to bring, you know, love and beauty and harmony to their people. But when she was transiting the morning sky... She was actually considered to bring war. This was time the time for wars to happen in their civilizations. Not like they planned it, but they knew that it was possible that it was like war time for them. Somehow, that is how they connected these two themes with Venus um, together. So Venus in our natal chart also shows us how we value ourselves what we are working on in order to gauge our true worth. This is easily seen in the story of Psyche and Eros in Greek mythology, where Psyche is forced to go on a quest to prove her love for Eros, only to realize throughout that journey that who she really loves and values is herself first. It's one of my favorite mythological stories, Psyche. I think that humanity has been mesmerized by Venus because she is, in a sense, perfect. This actually reminds me of the movie The Fifth Element, when they recreate um, the only survivor of the spaceship crash and they're expecting this man, only to realize, you know, as they say in the movie, he's a she, you know, and also calling her the perfect being. You know, the fifth element, I protect you. And the fifth element is love. And Venus's perfection is actually, you can see it in many different ways. First of all, Venus has an exactly predictable, pretty much perfect cycle. It's a 584 day cycle where she circles around the sun 13 times in a span of eight years, going retrograde every 1.6 years or 18 months. And every time she goes retrograde, she conjuncts the sun. And that's called the inferior conjunction. Nine months later, she conjuncts the sun again, but it is direct, in direct motion. And that conjunction is called the superior conjunction. During the inferior conjunction, Venus is actually the closest towards Earth. She's like in between, exactly in between the Earth and the Sun from the Earth's perspective. And then during the superior conjunction, she's actually on the other side of the sun, and they call that like the Cassini point, where she gets kind of well. Both points she gets burned out by the sun, but she's the farthest away from Earth during the superior conjunction. And when you look at the two the two differences between these two conjunctions, they mean very different things. They symbolize very different things. And depending on whether you know your your Venus in your chart is a morning star or an evening star will have a lot to do with your personality as well. The second significance is that the fact that her retrogrades last for exactly 40 days and 40 nights, which has been a major significant number throughout history. For example, the Exodus lasted 40 years. So these are biblical references. The flood lasted 40 days, or Moses wandered the desert for 40 days and nights, and so did Jesus, and so on and so forth and there's got to be you know hundreds of other you know synchronicities about the number 40 it's not really something new for example in when I used to practice kundalini yoga it was said that it takes 40 days to break a habit and so you had to do a new habit for 40 days in order to stop doing the old habit that you used to do, but you had to do it every single day for 40 days, but that was the key number. So it's significant in many different places and many different cultures. And somehow Venus has this exact retrograde where she's like retrograde for 40 days and 40 nights. It's like, what? It's really wild. When you really get into studying Venus, it'll blow your mind. This past June, we actually had. Uh, an inferior conjunction in Gemini, where Venus was retrograde and she conjuncted the Sun. And in a couple of months, we're going to have the superior conjunction, and that's going to happen in Aries, where Venus will be direct, but she'll also conjunct the Sun. Another significance is that for every inferior and superior conjunction, When you observe her motion or her orbit in relationship to the sun and the earth, she actually makes like a five-pointed star, like an exact pentagram. She makes one of five points on a star, which then creates the pentagram shape. So what makes this significant is that this shape is found in sacred geometry, as well as is exactly they call it the the phi ratio or the phi ratio or the more common sort of expression or embodiment of the phi phi ratio is known as the Fibonacci spiral right the eternal spiral also known as the golden ratio when you look at her orbit from a geocentric perspective and she's making her cycle um, the earth being in the center you can also see this beautiful pattern that venus creates and it's actually like the perfect sacred geometric shape of a rose. And so that's why when you talk about Venus in history, and there's a lot of references to Mary Magdalene and the sisterhood of the rose or goddess, goddess Isis and, you know, the, the mystery school teachings of the sacred divine feminine and... It's amazing to see all of the beautiful synchronicities that have to do with the rose, which the petals of a rose are very feminine, right? It often pretty much looks like the feminine organ. And it is just uh, amazing to, to know that she actually makes this shape, like with her actual orbit in the sky. And she's the only planet that we can predict like this. Like her cycles are exact to the exact degree and to the exact like numerological um uh equation it's just it's remarkable and there's a cool video that I actually show um I did I recently did a module for my Aquarian astrology course that shows her you know traveling through the sky and um bringing up this beautiful shape so the, the pentagram, which is the five-pointed star, has, all, has other significance too. Throughout history, it's been a magical symbol for warding off evil. It is also found within the Vesica Pisces, and I love sacred geometry. So the Vesica Pisces is like the womb of all creation. And from the Vesica Pisces, all of the five platonic solids are formed. One of those five platonic solids is called the dodecahedron. And the dodecahedron consists of 12 sides, but those sides are five-sided. And so basically, it's made up of 12 little pentagons put together, and they create the same shape, the same pentagram, five-pointed star shape that Venus also creates with her orbit. And the pentagram is and has been a sacred symbol that has been used by medieval magicians, ancient cultures, hermetic alchemists for thousands of years, and is also a symbol that has been hidden throughout sacred temples, like all over the world, like even religious, like religious temples and churches, they, they often have the, the shape of the pentagram, um, And also, you see the pentagram being used, even though, because it's hidden knowledge, it's secret knowledge, but you see the pentagram being used to um, call people out as witches and stuff. Um, And that's something that has come out. But you have to remember, too, that when you have the pentagram with the point pointing up, that's the good luck. And when the pentagram is pointing down, it's said to bring bad luck. So those are two things to remember too about the shape of the pentagram. You always want to make sure you put it with the point pointing up, which most people instinctively do. But that's the shape that they considered, you know, to be dark and to like for the witches. And that's something to um that it it, it was like that because they were trying to hide the sacredness of it. They they didn't want people to know this, you know, amazing mystery school type of knowledge. they wanted people to be to stay in the dark and not have access to the sacred knowledge. So in my um, in my Aquarian astrology course 5 I actually teach all these things in detail. so if you're actually interested in learning more about it, um, I would recommend that you go check that out um, on my website which is channelforgrace.guru, and then you can go to online courses but basically, these five points or these conjunctions that Venus makes with the sun from the perspective of earth are powerful shifting points for humanity. So this is why Venus is not just about relationships, individual relationships, romantic relationships. She actually affects relationships as a whole for the whole planet. They are their points where Venus switches from being what we call you know, from being the morning star to the evening star where the the energy culminates and then prepares us for the next nine months of her cycle. And the zodiac sign that this point lands on is significant for humanity because Venus affects the course of humanity into the future regarding relationships and everything related to love, to beauty, and what we collectively value together. In 2022, Venus will actually be beginning a new start point in her dignified sign of Libra. So she's going to be bringing in more harmony, more balance, and beauty to humanity and relationships and how we interact with each other. And I'm actually, a lot of astrologers are really looking forward to this transit. And then in 2041, she begins another new star point in the sign of Pisces, which is the sign of Venus's exaltation. And so that's going to bring hope and vision and love and heart center consciousness to the world, like Christ consciousness to the world. Um, and there's another important aspect of these, you know, five points in the stars is the fact that they, they're, they're there for a long time. So these transits are really long. They take years. And so that's why we see one. And then 20 years later, we see another shift. We just so happen to be alive during the time where there's going to be two shifts. So two new star points are coming up. And in the class that I offer my Aquarian astrology course, I go over, you know, what those points are. What where they have been which means that for our whole lives these retrogrades, these inferior and superior conjunctions have been happening in the same five houses in our chart. So that's the theme of relationships that we've chose to work on for our whole lives. So you can really go down the rabbit hole with this kind of information. Also Venus has 13 phases she has phases just like the moon. I don't know if you knew that, but that was new information for me. And it's phenomenal. It's mind-blowing information. I think that this is so incredible knowing also that the number 13 is the sacred number of the goddess and the feminine. I go into these phases in detail in my course, but the two phases that I want to talk about here that are, I believe are the most significant are the surrendering and discovery phase, which happens when Venus is still the morning star, now in direct motion, slowly decreasing in brightness and height each morning, this is to the visual eye, slowing speed in terms of retrograde and moving away from Earth. And the other phase is the remembering and embodiment phase. When Venus is the evening star, She's in direct motion, increasing in brightness, duration, and height visible to the naked eye, moving towards Earth in a forward motion and increasing in separation from the sun. Both of these phases last five and a half months. And during this time, Venus and the moon make five conjunctions. So that's five conjunctions during the surrendering and discovery phase and five conjunctions during the remembering and embodiment phase. And these two phases are also the longest phases of the 13 phases of Venus. The surrendering and discovery phase is about meeting personal challenges to increase the relevancy and influence of our individual contributions to the world. So in an individual way, how we affect the world, we need to meet meet those challenges so that we can really show up for the world. And the remembering and embodiment phase is about integrating personal transformation intangible ways which engender or catalyzed shared actions toward an improved society so this phase is all about working with our internal you know clock the 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 energy of transformation and transmutation and change very much like the eighth house energy ruled by scorpio so that we can actually manifest and begin to turn on and catalyze things that will help to improve Society. So, almost like as we heal ourselves, we heal, we heal the whole world. As Venus and the moon meet, they create beautiful stargates that open up a time of magic and manifestation. And the theme or the effect of these magical, alchemical activations is related to the sign that they conjunct in and whether they're aligned with any of the fixed stars. Sometimes these portals open up, like aligned with the Pleiades or the Syrians or one of the fixed royal stars like Regulus, the heart of the lion, and we powerfully feel the effects of as a collective, as well as in our own individual lives. And these are moments to focus on, you know, the future of our relationships, on understanding where we are at, where we want to go, what we want to create and manifest, and how we want to relate to others in our lives and in the world at large. So next time you see that Moon and Venus are conjuncting, You now know that it's way more significant than just a conjunction, which is emerging energy. And those are moments where we can ourselves be in ceremony or ritual or meditation to truly harness the power of the stars and bathe in star magic. I'm actually getting ready (laughs) to start creating a beautiful calendar I don't know the name of it yet moon magic or star magic or something like along those lines but a calendar that will be released every season that will actually tell you when these stargates are opening that will tell you when it's you know an, an opportunity a portal has opened where we can manifest within astrology and star magic and I'm just so excited for that and excited to be sharing it with you and I believe that that, that will be released starting on, uh, with Aries season, which in astrology is the astrological new year which is the spring equinox. So around March 20th is when I will release that, but I'm just so excited to share that with you guys now that's in the in the works. And um, just to know like where these magical portals are, I feel like would really change a lot in our own individual lives and also in the collective, because this is about tapping into that sacred knowledge, tapping into those mystery schools, tapping into that hidden secret occult energy and that's exactly what we need to be doing right now in this powerful Aquarian age. Venus magic is everywhere we look and when we can learn to understand and embody her essence we will be playing a big role in the great golden age that is here. With all of the current powerful transits in the sky, the eclipses and the winter solstice, right? The Saturn-Jupiter conjunction that we just had. This is the perfect time to begin to activate the essence of Venus and new Aquarian relationships. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Channel for Grace. Uncut podcast. If you loved this episode and this podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. You can find me on MeWe and YouTube as at Channel for Grace, and you can discover a world of amazing offerings on my website. If you want to learn astrology, if you want to learn about what it means to discover your inner sacred feminine, if you're curious about how the current astrology is affecting you, if you want a private astrology reading, compatibility or tarot oracle readings, and if you're looking for sweet handmade zodiac themed jewelry and other designs go to my website www.channelforgrace.guru I will see you again on our next episode